This is Vision Sunday. And kids, I actually think it's important that you guys also hear part of where we feel God is calling us as a church. And so kids, I actually want you guys to be listening as well. Because this doesn't just affect the grown-ups. We are a church community and we are a family. And this affects you guys as well. And I believe that this is going to touch your lives too. So before the kids all head out, I just wanted to give the intro to the talk while they are all in and all the kids' helpers are in too. And, the, and it goes like this. About October last year, I started to pray about and think about 2020. We were in the midst of um, outworking the vision for 2019 where uh, everyone was finding their sweet spot where the puzzle pieces were being filled in in the life of our church. And I was very thankful for all that God was doing and how that was actually outworking. But I was so aware that the next year was looming. What, what is the next thing? What is God calling us to next? And I started thinking, well, we put these things in place. What's the next big thing? What's the next great thing? Is it fruitfulness? Is it an increase in number? Is it sort of expanding and, and you know, I'm, I'm just, it's just my way of thinking. Bigger, 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 bigger. What's next? It's, it's going to be bigger. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be bigger. And I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me all, almost in an audible voice. And I felt like the Lord said this to me and, and to our church. Before you go bigger, I want you to go deeper. Before you go bigger, I want you to go deeper. Now, at first, I've got to admit, for me, didn't sound too exciting. <laughs> it's like, I, I want the next big thing. And you're calling me to go deeper? What, what is that about? But more and more and more, these words just kept coming back to me. Before you go bigger, I want you to go deeper. And I felt like the Lord said, it's not that there's no fruitfulness. It's not that there's not going to be an increase. It's not that there's not going to be an enlargement. But before that happens, and more importantly, in order for it to happen, in order for there to be an increase and fruitfulness, we must first go deeper. And of, of course, when you think about those words, the image of a tree comes to mind. A tree that is putting its roots deep down for that source of life and in order to grow big and outward and all that it is designed to be. In Hosea uh, chapter 14 is a picture that God uh, calls, his, calls to Israel and it says that that Israel or the church, if we interpret it in New Testament mind, will send down roots and will grow out in splendor like an olive tree. And that's the picture that we have here. That as we grow our roots deep down, as we go after the things of God, as we become deeper in our passion and in our relationship for him, that then causes our branches to grow out and to be fruitful and to touch our community and one another and the world around us. 
You see, in order for us to be all that God is calling us to be as individuals and as his body, we need to put down our roots to where there is food and sustenance, the living water that flows from his throne room, the deep things of God that become our wellspring of strength and empowerment and that cause us to grow and reach out our branches to one another. another. And so I'm hearing this word and I start thinking, you know, is this just me? You ever get those moments where it's like you you hear voices or you're believing something, is this just me? We need to test it out in the life of the community. And, you know, even just this morning, uh, Kathy Maddox showed me a picture of something that she drew in March 2019. Now, you probably can't see that because of the light, but there is a tree with roots going down and branches coming out. And that was happening for, for Kathy back in March last year as the Lord was beginning to put that on her heart. And then a few other things happened. I don't know if you noticed this, but at the end of the last year, Monica put this thank you card together and it was kind of like a culmination of the two visions coming together, of the puzzle pieces actually being put in place, but on what? On a tree. I thought, that's interesting. And um, kids, do you remember this one? At the start of the year, we had a kid's spot. And uh, Kerry uh, looked at online at the lost sheep and the, the newest one was Tina the tree. So she decided to, to do Tina the tree. And it's about a tree putting its roots down in the river of living water and being all that it's called to be in order for the animals to come and be in its branches. Um, as part of our vision moving forward as, as the CFC, uh, all of the CFC churches this year are going to be looking at doing the purpose-driven life. And as a staff team, I pulled the book down for the first time. It's on my bookshelf for, for years and years. and hadn't looked at it for a while. And I, and I said, we've got to start working out how this is going to work out in the life of the church. And Kiara goes, uh, Sam, have you looked at the front of the book? There is a tree with roots going deep down. Then... Uh, Joe and I started to, to put these thoughts um, into writing and sending it to the leadership team for their to percolate and be thinking about. And on the morning, the, the morning of our leadership meeting, uh, Joe and I both um, have the Bible app on our phones. And for some reason, we're out of sync because we started at different times. But Joe's Bible verse that came up the morning of going together as a leadership team, talking about our vision for the year was this verse, the morning of. Blessed is the man who trusts the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes, for its leaves remain green. and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The very morning that we as a team are coming together to formulate this vision. Then last week... Willie shares a song at the end of a sermon and the words say, I hear you call me out into deeper waters, but I settle on the shallow end. 
Now, I don't know about you. Is that just consequence or is the Holy Spirit actually trying to tell us something as a church? I believe that all of those things really form and, and just remind us that God is actually calling us in 2020 to be going deeper in the things of God. Now, I have no doubt that this is a word from God and that, that this is our vision for the year. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited because of all of those things leading up to it means that the Lord is actually behind this. This isn't something that's man-made. This isn't something that is a, just a good idea. As we, as we actually delve into all that this means and, and uncover it and unpack it, I'm really believing that the Lord is going to work in and through us this year and do uh, amazing and wonderful things as we as individuals and as a corporate body go deeper into the things of God in 2020. All right. Well, kids, you guys have been fantastic. Dear Father God, we desire as a church to take hold of the vision you have for us and pray that you would lead and guide us to take a collective step of faith in the direction that you would have us go. Help us, we pray, to grasp the church vision you have for us and may we be sensitive to your leading and guidance. Align our thoughts to your thoughts and our will to your perfect will and purpose. Draw us closer to each other and to you as we seek your face together in prayer. May we be strengthened in the inner man, united together in the unity of the faith and prompted to carry out your plans and purposes to your greater glory. We pray that the church vision that emerges in our hearts will be prompted by the Holy Spirit for the edification of your people and to your praise and glory. Father, we ask that you would enlarge our lives to take on a vision that will spread our spiritual wings and fly in the direction you would have us go. Help us to grow in grace and wisdom as we step out in faith into the unknown future. Be with us, Lord, and we pray you give us success in all we do because we want to be pleasing in your sight. May we be used of you to reach out in whatever direction we go, not for our own credit, but for your praise and glory. We praise these things in Jesus' name. And Lord Jesus, we remember you told Peter that you would build your church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. On your word we stand. Jesus, you also said that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So dear Lord Jesus, we stand on your word and in your name we bind any works of the enemy that would stand in the way of achieving our vision. We lose peace, joy and a willing spirit amongst your people. Jesus, we always pray in your powerful name. Jesus, our Emmanuel, our dear God with us. Amen. Thank you, Willie. Going deeper. Who's excited? I'm excited. <laughs> um, as I said um, before the kids went out, um, 
You know, when it first came to me, I'm like, oh, yeah. but you know what? And and this is this is getting personal. I I really need this myself, and, and I really believe each and every one of us need to go deeper. Um, if we are to ever be all that God is calling us to be, it has to come from a source of Him. It cannot be anything that we try and do ourselves, strive for, work for, can achieve in our own strength and might. It's got to be from the source of him. And to do that in our lives and as a body, we've got to go deeper into the real things of God, into the, the wonder of him, into the majesty of him, into his grace and in his mercy because he's got so much for us that we haven't yet tapped into. And in order to do that, let's all put our roots down and go deeper into the things of God. Now, anyone who is in a, a marriage would know that a healthy marriage is not just automatic. Uh, for an, a marriage to be healthy and, and loving and long-lasting, we need to put work in to sustain it. And it's the same with our relationship with God. Our relationship with God isn't just automatic. It does, doesn't just happen. But to keep things fresh, to keep things uh, vital, to keep things alive, to keep things real, it requires intentionality. It requires intentionality. And so that is why it is important that we go deeper in the things of God and being intentional in that in order that our relationship take on a new thing and, and the new wonder of what God is doing amongst us can happen because we are intentional. And as I, I'm thinking about this again, now I, I'm a doer. I love the practical. I love seeing things happen. I love the visible, the outside appearance of things. Uh, and I'm just so aware that this vision is not anything to do with that, but it's the inner workings of the person. It's the inner workings of our heart. It's the inner workings of our corporate body. And I was just reminded again, it says in, in the word, that God doesn't look on the outside, but he looks at the heart. And you know, the visible, the things that actually happen actually come from the deep things within us. And so it's vital that we are healthy, that we are going after the things of God and the inner, the, the invisible, if you like, side of things. And out of that comes the visible, comes the practical. And so as we unpack this vision, uh, I want to start with a question. Why going deeper? We've got to answer that question if we're actually to outwork this vision. So why the notion of going deeper? I want to start by saying, first of all, we're actually designed for it. You and I are actually designed uh, by the Creator God to go deeper with Him. We're never designed to just be as we are and that be it, but that we are designed to actually grow. And in order to grow, we've got to go deeper. 
um, a very famous psalm, Psalm 42, says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants, it longs, it desires after God. My soul, my inner being, my inner working, it thirsts for God, for the living God. And then in verse 7, deep calls to deep. In here, the psalmist is, is using a picture of an animal that is desperate to drink the, the, living, the, the water that's going to give life, the cool water from a stream in the, in the heat of the day. They, they long, they're desperate for this, this water. And we are like this, that there is a deep hunger within us for the things of God to be evident and to be real. I don't know about you, but I want more of God to be evident and real in my life. That there is a longing, there is a desperate desire to experience more than we currently have. A desire to experience more than we currently have. And the good news with God is that there is always more. That there is always more. I don't, I don't care if, if, if you were a Christian yesterday or if you're a vet, veteran and you're 80 years old and you've been to a billion church services and Bible studies and you've read your Bible back to front for a hundred times over. Whatever extreme and everyone in between, there is more. There is more. What you are experiencing now isn't it. There is more. There is always more. It's so unfortunate when people feel like all that they are experiencing, that they've discovered, that, that that's it. They've, they've come to their, their height of learning, their height of discovery, their height of experience. This is, this is all that there is. That is a picture of a tree that is only roots going on the shallow surfaces of, and only getting nutrients and water from, from the surface. It's a shallow Christian. And when you do that, your branches never grow. And you never bear the fruit that you designed to bear. Um, as a family, uh, recently we pulled out a stack of trees uh, on our driveway and um, we got the kids to all choose a fruit tree that they could put in. And I did a lot of work putting in mushroom manure and getting a digger and digging it up and making the soil ready for, for these fruit trees. And we put these fruit trees in, and man, Jackson's plum tree just, just blew up. And it's already the, the height you know, above, above me, and it started like this only in a, in a few months' time because its roots have been able to go into the deep soil and get the nutrients and get the water that it needs to grow. And at the same time, I bought a peach tree. And I put it in a position where the last peach tree died, uh, thinking that surely, you know, this is a different peach tree, it'll be all right. And, and I think where it's gone into the soil is where, as builders, they... Um, the, the rubble of building the house just got pulled to the front of, of the house. And as you dig down, there's dolomite and there's rocks and there's not that rich, rich soil. And that tree is dying. Its branches are, are withering and its leaves are like this. And that's the picture of someone who believes that they've come to all that there is to know. 
their roots are shallow and their roots aren't going deep to actually find the more that God has for them. It's a bit like um, in... Actually, I'll just head, head to Ephesians. Paul says here, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with, there's that inner strength, that, that hidden bit that we're talking about, inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in our hearts as you trust him. And then your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Going to come back to being strong. That's my next point. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should. So, as we put our roots down into God's love, as we experience all that God has for us, what that does, it gives us the power to understand, as we should, how more wide, how more long, how more high, how more deep is His love for us. You see, there is more. And here's why. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. God's God's love for you, his mercy for you, his activity in your life is so great that we can't even understand it. So therefore, there is more. There is more. Then you will be able to be made complete with the fullness of life and the power of that comes from God. So we shouldn't be like my little peach tree that assumes that it's going to be able to live a functional, healthy, fruitful life if its roots are only on the surface. Jesus, in the parable of the sower, reminds us of the negative side of not having our roots go deep. Um, I'll come back to that. All right, so thirdly, it's our source of strength for life and ministry. And, and this, is, this is really the, the crux of it, really. As I said when I first started, if we can ever think of doing anything, living our life of faith, being responsible, being a, a Christ follower, then it cannot come from anything within ourselves, but the source has to be God himself, has to be Jesus in us and his spirit in us. And this is um, Kathy's, Kathy's verse that she's been meditating on uh, all, all year as she's been going through Colossians. And now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots go down into him and let your lives be built on him. So our lives aren't based on what we do or our efforts, but our lives as our roots go down are built on him as the sure foundation. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. When we build our lives on the more that comes from going deep in the things of God, our faith, our lives our resolve becomes strong, even in the hard times. Even in the hard times, because our roots go deep, we don't need to fear the storms of life. 
I used to have a, a postcard on my fridge, and it said, "Those whose roots those whose roots go deep need not fear the wind. Those whose roots go deep need not fear the wind." And of course, that really lines up with the passage from Jeremiah that was the Bible verse that came the morning of the leadership team meeting together. Blessed are those who trust the Lord. They have made the Lord their hope, their confidence, their strength, their source. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat. They're not worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be a person who is not bothered by the heat of life, who is not affected by the drought of life, who even in that environment and those things that we uh, endure and experience, we still produce fruit. Now, that is my desire for me, and that is my desire for each and every one of you, and it is my desire for us as a church, that even in the culture around us, as the, the pressures and the, the differing views about the importance of life and why we're here, as those, those heats and those pressures come, we are still producing fruit. And in order to do that, our roots must go deep. We need to go deeper. Otherwise, we're like what Jesus mentioned in the parable of the sower. Since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. This is a warning that Jesus uh, gives to us that if we're just happy with where we're at, if we're happy with the so-so of life, if this is okay for me and I don't think there's any more, there's no need to go deeper, then when the pressures of life come, when the persecutions come, we don't have our roots strong in the things of God, in faith and built up on, on him. And when those pressures come, we don't last. How do we have strength for life? How do we have strength for the ministry that God is calling us to? We have strength by putting our roots into the wellspring of life. Into the wellspring of life. Our strength and empowerment for life and ministry comes from going deeper. And finally, we go deeper in order to outwork our calling. And now we're coming back right to the very start of, of the talk this morning where I said, in order to go bigger, we first have to go deeper. See, our calling is to be fruitful. Our calling is to make a difference in this world. Our calling is for our branches to grow out and touch the lives of those uh, next to us, right here, to touch the lives of those in our community and touch the lives of those in our world. That is our call. That is our purpose as individuals and as a church. And in order to do that, we have to go deeper. 
Uh, many of you will know that I'm not a words person. I'm not uh, great at English and I, I can't spell. I'm a bit dyslexic. And I remember in uh, Bible college first being taught about indicatives and imperatives. And the, the Bible is actually full of indicative and, and imperative statements. The indicative is a fact. It is something that has happened. It's something that is true. And then out of that trueness and, and fact become, is a response, the imperative. And so, you know, God is love and God has laid down his life for us. That's an indicative statement. The imperative is that we then love one another. It, it's, a, it's a therefore statement. It's a because of this truth, this happens. And the Bible is, is full of it. And it's the same with this picture of the tree. The, the indicative, the first statement is that we go deeper. That is God's plan for us. It's his vision for us. And, that, and therefore, out of that, because of that, the imperative of actually reaching others and actually um, being called to doing what we're called to do is, is the imperative. It's the, it's the therefore statement. We are called to reach the world and to reach the lost. And in order to do that, we must do the indicative and go deep. We have a call to reach the lost with the message of the gospel, to reach out our branches to those around us and to be fruitful in mission and ministry. This is the practical therefore. And if we ever hope to achieve this, we must first do the indicative. Our strength, our source of power to do anything must first come from being renewed and empowered through the deepening of the things of God. There's a great um, picture in Revelation 22. Um, And if you have time to look at it, it's also the exact same picture that we see in Ezekiel 47. And it is this. The angel showed me a river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne room of God and of the land. So our source of nutrients and life is from the throne room of God. And that's that river that flows underneath us. And in order to to reach into all that God has for us, we've got to put our roots down into it. And down the middle of a great street of the city, on each side of the river stood a tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit and yielding its fruit every month. Yeah, not, just, not, just, not just the month, that it's, it's, but every month. It's actually being fruitful. And here it is. The leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. This comes back to Cecil the tree. Cecil? No. What? Tina. Tina the tree. <laughs> Cecil was the lost sheep. Tina the tree is, is this picture. You know, you and I are designed for our branches and our leaves to be the healing of the nations. As a church, we are called to be the healing of the nations. And in order to do that, we put our roots down into the, to the life, to the lifeblood, to the life source of him. And, and we just sit there and allow that to grow our branches and our leaves and our fruit and that touches the lives of those around us, just like that 
the picture in the kids' story, that the animals then came and sheltered in its shade and actually had all that they needed because the tree did what it was required to do, put its roots into the river and grow its branches. You see, our branches are designed to reach out. And the simple fact is this. Deeper roots produce bigger branches. Deeper roots produce sweeter fruit. Deeper roots produce stronger limbs that aren't swayed by the heat and the wind, but that reach out into our community and touch the world. And that's why I believe God is actually calling us in 2020 to go deeper in the things of God. So how will we do this? It's, it's one thing to just talk about it um, and it will be a great idea. What's, how are we actually going to practically outwork this? I just want to quickly go through a couple of these things. First of all, we really want to provide and encourage uh, each and every one of us to be involved personally in our devotion to him, whether that be through a personal reading plan or through uh, life groups. Um, how can we provide and encourage every one of us to be going deeper in our own personal devotion to Jesus? Again, um, there's been some talk of uh, some life groups starting up, and I really encourage, if you're not part of a life group or even just meeting with people, uh, just a great way to um, go deeper in your faith as you hear stories from other people and as other people encourage you uh, in what you're discovering and learning about. Uh, in our service time, we actually want to provide more time and space in our worship time to linger a bit, to actually hear from God, to actually respond to him more so it's not just a, a thing after thing, but we're actually providing space for God to move, for God to work, for us to actually hear his voice uh, in our corporate worship time together. Um, the leaders that, that stand up in front of you, the preaching themes, we're going to be constantly talking about going deeper to encourage you and to remind you what it actually means this year for you personally, for us as a church to be going deeper. We're going to be also hearing stories and giving uh, opportunities for people to share as, as you're discovering what it means to go deeper, as you're discovering a deeper devotion and passion for him. How can you then share that story that then encourages other people? It's not just about me up the front here uh, preaching it and, and making it happen. I believe God's going to be doing an amazing thing amongst our body and that there's going to be discoveries made, there's going to be uh, new things awakened in us, that God is going to be challenging some things, that we're going to find some, some healing, that there's going to be a uh, new understanding of his, his mercy and his grace, and that's just going to be an, an overflowing personally, and those stories are actually going to affect and encourage um, other people here as, as we as a body um, encourage one another. So what will it then look like and for the, for the individual, first of all? Regular Bible engagement. Uh, I really encourage you 
if you don't already have a regular thing to be looking for what it is that works for you, whether that be the, the Bible app um, that we use or our reading plan that we've provided or whatever other um, sources are out there, we're really encouraging you for regular Bible. It's, it's more about what happens in the week than, than on Sunday. I think going deeper is more about what is happening for you as, as a person and in your engagement in the deeper things of God outside of Sunday to then come back on a Sunday and celebrate those things. So what things are you going to be doing outside of a Sunday? Uh, participation in a midweek group. I'm believing for this. I'm believing that people's prayer lives are going to be changed. That people are actually going to find answers to prayer. That people are actually going to be seeking God in prayer in ways that they've never done before. And that they're going to be awakened to a newness of the power of prayer. And that we'd even see more people involved perhaps in our prayer evenings on a Thursday night. I see people initiating mentor relationships. Hey, you know, I really want to do this. I really believe God's got something for me. How can I, how can I best do that? I can get along someone who's walked this path before me. I can, I can, there is wisdom in this room, I'll tell you what. And there is gifts. And there is encouragement that can happen through mentoring relationships. That doesn't need to be a formal thing. It can be an informal thing. I'm believing that people are going to experience dreams and visions as we go deeper. Personally, people are going to, going to see things that they've never seen before. They're going to dream dreams and they're going to see visions. People might be stepping out in faith. This is a big one. Into a new area of ministry, it might be, hey, God, I really, in, in going deeper, in hearing from him in my prayer life, in experiencing him speaking to me through his word, in having others encourage me, I'm really feeling God's calling me to something bigger. He's calling me to, to actually step out in faith and be involved in an area that I've never been involved in before. And just a deeper passion for all things Jesus. <laughs> that sums it up for the individual. What does it look like corporately? As I said before, regular people coming up here and sharing what God is doing in their lives. More open times of worship where people actually speak out the deeper things of God. Where spiritual gifts are expressed. You know, there have been times in in our church community where people have just given a word and it's really spoken to someone and it's really helped in, in God coming alongside them and changing them and encouraging them. Let's see those gifts expressed. New inspiration. Um, you know what? As a church, as, as we, we set aside this time and as, as we're going deeper, in, hey, there, there might be something that we haven't even thought of yet that God's actually now revealing through us, now God's bringing to us because we've got, we've got this um, bed of, of fertility, of of ability to actually go deeper and actually hear the things that God is actually speaking to us as a body. Closer relationships with one another. Oh, I forgot about your thing. 
<laughs> um, Willie uh, has talked about doing, um, bring, uh, get up, let's do that. Close, closer relationships with one another. Um, we want to give time and space and not just fill our church calendar with stuff, but give us time to actually be meeting with and, and building into each other's lives. And out of that came this desire to, to have, um, have meals together. And, and it just sort of came out. And again, it's a spirit-led thing. It's just, just happened. And it really fits in with the picture. So, Willie, sorry, I, I forgot during the announcements, but now's a perfect time. <laughs> now's a perfect time. I'll keep this very brief. Um, you know, in November we talked about um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner where we have um, a host, a couple, and then we invite six people um, to come along to share a meal. Um, and so finally, after finding the host and doing the planning, and December and January weren't good times to get it started because everyone was either away or had other things on. So I just want to explain how it's going to happen. So... We've got these marbles represent the hosts. These marbles re- represent all the people in the church. One marble for a couple or a single. So what what we'll do is take one marble out of here. It will have a number of a host and it will have numbers of people. So it will be completely random. That's what I'm trying to express, that we have no idea who's going to be there except we will randomly pick it. Now, the idea is that all you do is just bring a savoury plate of food and it doesn't have to be big because you're only bringing enough for two and maybe a bit for the host because they're supplying the dessert. And then we just share it. But the great thing is you won't know who's going to be there and so it's a wonderful opportunity to just get people that you have and, and haven't had time to spend time with before. The only thing I'll do is if I notice that we've chosen some people that all know each other very well, we might tweak it a bit. But other than that, it's it's very random. So invitations are going to go out um, Monday week and um, it will take three months for us to be able to cover the whole church. So if you don't get an invite the first month, don't worry, it'll be the next and the next. And we'll keep the marbles out of the pot uh, for the people that have already been. So we're looking forward to this and, and I hope you'll join and we'll just have a wonderful time. And it takes courage to put yourself out there, but I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, thanks, Willie. And really encouraging... Uh, at those times, to just be hearing stories, your testimonies, your faith journey. That really encourages one another to see God at work in people's lives. Um, And you know what? Ultimately, it comes down to having a genuine faith community that as people are welcomed in, they see something that's real. In the New Testament, whenever there were signs and wonders or whenever the the apostles did uh, miracles, wherever the the church gathered, new people were added to the number. And I believe it's because they were attracted to what the church was about. There's a hunger in the community for belonging. There's a hunger for meaning. There's a hunger for purpose. And our church provides all of that. And as we are genuine in the deep things of God, there is an attractiveness to that. There is a real attractiveness to that. In fact, um, as a leadership team, we 
um, we went away or maybe four years ago, three years ago, and just trying to find it. As part of um, doing that exercise, um, as a leadership team, we dreamed about what our church might look like for a non-church goer. And one of the leadership team wrote it down and submitted it, and I came across it the other day. It just, again, randomly in preparing for today. And I was like, wow, just want you to listen to this. When a non-church goer, James, walks into Hills for the first time, during the service, James noticed people are engaged with worship. Their passion is curious, but not alienating. They seem to be genuinely affected by the moment and have a deep love for this person called Jesus. At some points of the service, there are some strange and unusual parts James has never seen before. Spiritual gifts were expressed. People were being led in prayer. Some joyful tears were shed. But while it felt strange and unfamiliar, it was clear that these were genuine emotions on display. And there was no sense of being hyped up to impress. That was written years ago. But I believe that that is a picture of a genuine faith community that is attractive to those who are yet part of it. Um, So that's the vision for 2020, going deeper in the things of God. Now, just one more last thing just on the end of this to share. And that is, we as a church community have had a growing hunger for actually having a place to call our own, not so that we can thank ourselves or or puff ourselves up, but to really reach the community. There's a desire to literally put our roots down, to actually literally put our roots down in the community and to have a space, a property that we call home. And there is something before us uh, as a leadership team, an opportunity that is, is coming up and that is exciting and scary at the same time. But I'm just wondering, as God's laid this vision on our heart for this year, I'm wondering if there's something in that about putting our roots down literally in the community. That's going to require us as a church to actually take hold of that and to respond to that and give to that. It's not going to just happen. We've all got to catch the vision that God is actually calling us to actually grow up and put our roots down and settle down somewhere outside of these walls. And it's not, again, to do anything for ourselves, but it says to the community, we're serious we're serious about making a difference in this community. We're here to stay for generation after generation because we're putting our roots down in this community. So, going deeper in the things of God. I just want to end by saying, for any leader to lead a vision to lead a movement, they themselves have to embody it. 
they themselves have to live it. And I'm really excited because I'm committed to this. I'm committed to going deeper in the things of God in my own life, in my own prayer life, in my own Bible reading, in my own leadership skills. We as a leadership team are committed to pursuing all things deeper. And my prayer is that you as individuals and us corporately as a church really take hold of, because I believe it's from the Lord, and that in experiencing it and in going deeper, we will discover so much blessing, so much joy, so much <laughs> awesomeness in our community and, and, and amongst us as we all personally commit to going deeper in the things of God. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, you and me. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ might dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that passes all knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church, in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.